Hello everyone and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. Uh, I am Vince Miller, joined as always by my co-host Ashton Overholt, and we are here to preview week six. Definitely not as deep of a slate of games as last week, but there's definitely some stuff um, interesting this this weekend. Just like every week, you always say, you know, we get 12 of these. Um, let's enjoy this one. And there's some really good games this week, Ashton. Yes, there absolutely is. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's maybe a little bit top heavy. Like it doesn't have the depth maybe that last week did with just like, like last week was just, I mean, that one just hit you in the face. Like that was just good <laughs> game after good game after good game. Whereas this one, it has, uh, yeah, I think we have four ranked on ranked matchups, and then and then it, it drops off. But there's still some. It'll it'll still be a really good, uh, very much above average uh, Saturday. So yeah, looking forward to it. Sure, and we'll we'll kind of just go through these like we normally do. Starting with Friday night, we have a game: Stanford at Arizona State. Arizona State with the big win last week, um, beating UCLA, which kind of gives puts them at the driver's seat in the Pac-12 South. Stanford has now upset USC and Oregon this year. Is there any chance to think they can do it the same thing? Arizona State, Arizona State, a ten and a half to eleven and a half point favorite. Well, I mean, why not? I think we saw we saw we saw the um, Stanford team kind of get blown out week one uh, against Kansas State at a yeah a neutral site there. Since then, they, they've made the quarterback switch. Tanner McKee has played really well. Uh, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's the that's the key. So making do with maybe not quite the weapons that he's going to be going up against, but he's knocking these teams off. I mean, there's, yeah, you could say that that um, probably UCLA and USC have, have much better weapons. Um, and probably Arizona State, too. You could argue that they have the least amount of weapons of anyone in the Pac-12 South, but they're winning games. So... Yeah, I mean that's really a credit to like the coaching staff. I want to, I do want to say too, like in the preseason, neither one of us were very high at all on St- on no. Stanford, and I don't know, like they've been <laughs> they've been very impressive. So, yeah, I I mean I'm not gonna bet on it. Like I'm just kind of just staying away from that one. I think Arizona State's maybe a little a little froggy. They're just they're a little fishy. <laughs> I'm I'm not a huge, definitely not buying into the hype there. Um, this one could very easily be a, a, a close game. Yeah, I'm just going to stay away from it from a betting perspective. Yeah, I, I, this is not one of my five games to watch for the week, so I'm not making it one of my locks. But I, I do have a pretty strong Stanford lean on this one just based on the way Tanner McKee is playing and the fact mm-hmm. that they've they've played up against the, the teams that are quote-unquote better than them. Um, they've yeah. really played up against those. So I, w- I would expect this to probably be closer than 11 and a half points, which you can still find, I believe, in some books. Yes, you can. Yep. Okay. Number 13, Arkansas, plays at number 17, Ole Miss. I guess this is the matchup of the teams that were in the top 10 last week and, and ran into Alabama and Georgia. Um, so, I mean, is this just as simple as which team can bounce back from an emotional emotional letdown? Or are there like more? is there more to look for here than just kind of the easy storyline? I mean, no, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big one. I think we saw Miami just get beat repeatedly. Um, even after the Alabama game kind of had some of that Alabama residue, I guess, left where like, it just, they just weren't right after that. I, I hope it doesn't happen to Arkansas and Ole Miss. Um, I like, I really do. Like, I, I hope they rebound and have good years. Um, I, I don't, I don't think the quality is going to be great. I think both teams just got kind of pummeled last week and just like beat up. 
Um, I, I hope it is. I hope it, it could be, it could be entertaining. Like it really could. It's a, a noon kickoff. So it'll be, yeah, early game. Um, it's for sure. Gonna, it's going to be one to watch. Like it's still teams that are, that are still ranked pretty high. Like both of these teams have a, have a future for sure. Hmm. And Matt Corral, his, his Heisman campaign's probably done after last week. It's, it's probably over, but it does. Hey, that doesn't mean that he's not like still an extremely, uh, extremely exciting player. Like he's, He's still like he hasn't thrown a pick yet this year. Like I mean, that's that's really impressive for a guy that throws it as much as they do and take chances as much as they do. No interceptions yet for Matt Corral. So, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be fun just to watch I think the differing styles alone. Like you have Arkansas is going to try to run the ball. Um Ole Miss is absolutely going to try to just air it out and and be aggressive. Yeah, take shots. They they love to take to, to um to take shots. So, hey, it's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure one to watch. Yeah, I, I, I kind of disagree with your Matt Corral take. I, I don't think anyone really expected him to beat Alabama. Um, and he's, he can still play teams that have that are bigger names, like Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn. Yeah, they'll probably be favored in those games, so it won't really be an upset. But I think if he could put up some big numbers and maybe they go 10-2, maybe even 11-1, I, I would expect him to be a Heisman finalist if he keeps putting up big numbers in a situation like that where they win 10 or 11 games. But yeah, this game, I, I like these teams. Like, I really hope that they don't just collapse under the emotional duress of playing in Alabama and in Georgia this year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just really hope they, they can kind of stay on track and, and complete what, what's been looking like it could be really good years for these teams. Ole Miss is favored by six and a half, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I, I would say that Bryce Young, as far as like the Heisman talk, like I think Bryce Young's lead is so big. Like it's going to be so much more because he, he beat Corral head to head. I think people remember that, especially like when it comes down to like tiebreakers. And yeah, like Matt Corral has, has not played bad, but it's very difficult to win a Heisman and not be like elite or in like in at least in the playoff conversation. And Ole Miss isn't going to be in that anymore. And so, like, or I mean, yeah, probably not. Like, barring something drastic happening, Ole Miss is is out of of any of that kind of talk. So he's going to lose, like, a lot of that publicity that comes with being in, like, the the playoff. Yeah, like, kind of even that whole club, like, that conversation there. So, like, I think that's probably where he'll get passed up. I'd say Bryce Young's for sure ahead of him. Spencer Rattler's probably ahead of him, even though he hasn't played well. He still gets a lot of credit for from people, and and it is like it is a popularity contest. Like it's who's the best player on the best team. It's not necessarily who's just the best quarterback because I think Matt Corral could be easily the best quarterback in the country right now. Yeah, you might you might have a point. Um, what which way do you lean on this line, or is this just the type of game where you really have no idea what's going to happen? Yeah, I, no idea. I if I had to lean one way, I'd probably say Arkansas would would cover that number. That's a big number. Like, yeah, that's almost a touchdown again for and like neither team looked good last week. Like Ole Miss got some garbage time touchdowns to kind of make it at least look close, but it was like it was thirty five nothing quickly. You know, like I mean, just kind of right into the third quarter it was thirty five nothing. So both teams were getting absolutely just pounded, and yeah, I don't know. So I'd be leaning probably Arkansas a little bit. I think the Probably Ole Miss padding their stats at the end of that game is probably why that number's where it is, in my opinion. That's what I would be betting on. Um, but yeah, like I said, I would overall just stay away from it because you're you're not sure how teams are going to react to that. Like you're really not. Like how we we haven't seen it with really with either one of these teams, just like a beatdown like that, you know. So like 
how someone's going to react is kind of anyone's guess at this point, I think. Or, like, is that wrong? Like, what's your opinion on it? No, I, I'm with you. Like, th- this is the type of game I wouldn't be touching with a 10-foot pole if I was, yeah. if I was thinking about betting on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we can learn something about these teams in this game just based on how they rebound from mm-hmm. kind of getting punched in the face a little bit. So our uh, research team just did some quick work and, and looked up the Heisman odds. Mm, um, so yeah, pro- props, props to our research department on that one. We um, have a good one. We do have a good <laughs> research, depart- research department for sure. Yeah. So the current odds right now, Bryce Young is plus yep. one to 125. So yep. that's huge. high. That's yeah. high. Yeah. <laughs> that that's crazy like, high. Yeah. Matt Corral is still second at plus 250. Yeah. So that's pretty high as well. And then there's a huge drop off. CJ Stroud is actually third at plus 1600. Uh-huh. Spence, Spencer Rattler and Desmond Ritter are plus 2000. So those are kind of the names up there right now. But it is interesting to me that Bryce Young and Matt Corral are still like far and away the two favorites in Vegas right now. So we'll see how that pans out going forward. But Desmond Ritter would be at plus 2000 is that's sneaky. Like that's sneaky because especially if they keep winning and if he, yeah, continues to put up like really good numbers and they get into like that playoff conversation there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something like he, you could easily see him being a Heisman finalist, like easily. Right. So like you, you take that, like you take, yeah, you absolutely take the guy that that's going to be going to New York, um, at that kind of odds right now. I kind of hate that. <laughs> I picked CJ Stroud and it feels like I might actually be right on that. <laughs> depending on how things break out <laughs> from here on out. Wait, I, I hope not. It I probably really do. won't happen, but. I was quite content to be completely wrong on that one several weeks into the season. And who's who's a Heisman guy like that we haven't that we aren't talking about now that will make a late put or that should be in the conversation that that's not right now. Like who is really like mm-hmm. like a dark horse that just kind of like looming outside. Let me let me read the rest of this list that I have here. Bijan Robinson, Travion Henderson, Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker the third, Jake Hayner. JT Daniels, Casey Thompson, Jaden Daniels, Blake Corum. I don't mm. love any of those names. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I honestly, it, it almost has to be one of those top five unless something just crazy happens, which is possible. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Young, Matt Corral, CJ Stroud, Spencer Rattler, Desmond Ritter, most likely it's going to be one of those five. Yeah. It'd be really neat if Kenneth Walker could just have like a Cinderella run and like Michigan State goes and takes the Big Ten and like he's like the Heisman, like he gets all the push, you know, from the Midwest and gets all the Midwest votes. Like that'd be really cool. Like I would be a fan of that. I'm a big guy. Like I'm a big Michigan Michigan State fan this year um, since I started watching him play. But yeah, sure. I, that, that'd be neat. Like he'd be a guy that, that I, I'm rooting for, I think. Maybe Sean Clifford has a chance if they beat no. Iowa and Ohio no. State. No, okay. No, nope, he's out. He <laughs> all right. Has. Okay, let's keep keep uh, moving here. The next team we want to talk about is the Red River Red River Rivalry. It got me la- that got me last uh, time. Yeah, I'd still rather call it the Red River Shootout, but that's fine. We can I call digress. it that. We, we're that's allowed to call it that. Yeah, that's sure. Number six Oklahoma versus number twenty one Texas. Of course, yep. this game is always a neutral site in Dallas, Texas. Oklahoma three to three and a half point favorite, depending where you look. Texas. Pretty decent win over TCU last week. Wasn't uh-huh. dominant or anything, but solid win. Oklahoma, 
Kind of the same story with Kansas State. Not dominant by any stretch of the imagination, but a decent win. What are you looking for here? Who has the better quarterback? Hmm. <laughs> That's tough. It really is. You were looking okay. This you could just like look through. You could say, this is not this is a, I mean a little bit hot takey, but not too much. You could easily say that Casey Thompson, Bijan Robinson, and Jordan Whittington, the Texas receiver, are the best. Like that Texas has an advantage in in every single category. And receiver, running back, and quarterback. You could say that. You could say that it's better than than the Oklahoma trio, which is uh, what Kennedy Brooks, Spencer Rattler, and Marvin Mims. That's that's not like that's not crazy anymore. And like that seems so crazy just yeah, three weeks ago. But Bijan Robinson is the best player in this football game. Like Bijan yeah. Robinson is the best player in this game. Casey Thompson has been really, really good since since coming on. That's been a whole new Texas team, completely different Texas team than the one that 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 got absolutely blitzed by Arkansas. Like that's a whole. Yeah. It's not even the same team anymore. So I'm not sure. I staying away from this. Yeah, I a three or three and a half for Oklahoma's favored. Is it, it weird that I kind of trust Oklahoma's defense more than Texas's defense? No, no, I do too. Like, yeah. like their their defense hasn't been, it hasn't been bad. Like, I think anything we we blame their offense for their yeah. woes. Like, it it hasn't been their defense's fault at all. Like, their defense has been good to this point at least. Now they haven't. You could say they haven't really played anyone real yet, hmm. and I mean that's debatable. But yeah, like I I wouldn't te- Texas's defense still gave up forty to Arkansas. Like that didn't change. Like their defense hasn't had a revolution since then. No. But the 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 offense has, and they've they've improved from there. But yeah, no, you're you're right. I I would be a slight a slight Oklahoma lean to cover probably because of the defense, and probably yeah. because of Lincoln Riley's like he has just more experience coaching in these games, or a Sark's first year guy. You know, yeah, like so. I, yeah, I'd, I really I'd lean Oklahoma. I really like the line. I, I feel like if we'd have set this line in preseason, we'd have probably said, you know, Oklahoma minus 12 or something. 14, yeah. Or 14. And, and if that was the line, I'd be, I would definitely be on Texas just based yeah. on the way the season has gone. But clearly Vegas has adjusted. Um, and yeah. I think that, I think this is a good line. I wouldn't hate the Oklahoma pick. You, you mentioned that's probably your lean. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is one I would stay away from. Wouldn't be shocked by any outcome personally. I don't see Texas blowing out Oklahoma. I, I don't see that happening. But yeah, other than that, probably any outcome is is, is uh, likely or not surprising. So the the only no, I, I'm not sure. It's it's a neutral site game. Like like weird things happen in this. And I will say, like college football is just so much better when this rivalry is good. Like when yeah. these two teams are good, like I grew up watching like these these teams go at it and it was like a noon kickoff or whatever. And it was like, yeah, just kind of early. And it was just like, those are like, I was just couldn't believe how much, how much points these, yeah, these guys scored. That was back when the SEC would, you know, it was 13 to 10 type games in the <laughs> SEC. And like, I could just couldn't believe that these guys are putting up 40. And yeah, I don't know. Like the like the script may, <clears throat> maybe has flipped a little bit, but it, it's it's like as far as like just like the colors and everything, like it just fits together. It just feels so good to watch that game. Yeah, I really like this rivalry. Okay, your team, Georgia, number two. Georgia goes to Auburn, who is ranked number eighteen after their win against LSU last week. Georgia, mm-hmm. a four, fourteen and a half point favorite. Um, 
Yeah, I'll let you talk mostly here. You're the Georgia guy. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. So stay away from this one. Like, <laughs> do not bet on this one. Um, JT Daniels, yeah, okay, so this is a Monday night. Um, we're doing this preview podcast on a Monday night. And JT Daniels is not really practicing at all. He was at practice and did some handoff stuff, which I guess, to be fair, if you're playing Arkansas, that's all you have to do anyway. But <laughs> so, like, okay, with, with, if Stetson, with Stetson starting, that number is way too high. Like, that number is, is wildly high because Georgia really doesn't do well at Jordan Hare. They really don't. Like, like Auburn has had success against Georgia there. It's going to be a like a rocking place. It really is. It's going to be, hey, prime time. Not prime time, but it's 3.30, which for, for, it, for the SEC is prime time. Like, that's when all of our big games are at, you know, 3.30. So, no. St- yeah, stay away from it. Bo Nix has had just a res- – Bo Nix hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. Like, we go through <laughs> some of these quarterbacks that haven't thrown a pick yet. Bo Nix is one of them. Like, it just – he's hoping on a miracle every time back there, and it like is they're coming through for him. So, credit to the – yeah, credit to the um to the Auburn coaching staff. Credit to Brian Harson. This is gonna be a this it's gonna yeah it's gonna be a top five game to watch for sure. But like I'm not yeah as a Georgia fan I'm I'm just I'm not sure how to feel on it yet. I it'll probably take me until probably Thursday or Friday before I actually figure out how I feel about this game. So I'm not the Georgia fan, so I'm just gonna go ahead and take Georgia as one of my locks of the week. Wow. <laughs> 14 and a half point favorite. Um, and most of that is just Georgia's defense, man. They're so good. I, I, know. I know. And I know Bo Nix has not thrown an interception this year. Whatever. <clears throat> is, is anybody going to be surprised if he throws four? Yeah. Four or, or a pick six or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sure. I, and I do think even if it is Stetson Bennett, like I think Georgia can put up upper 20s on Auburn um, just because of their talent. Um, I just think they're really good. Um, they put up a decent amount of points. It was like 37 on a, on a good Arkansas team. Yeah. And I don't – I mean, Auburn might be slightly more talented than Arkansas, but I don't necessarily think they're a better team than Arkansas. Um, so I'm not predicting a 37-0 shutout or anything. But I do think that Georgia can can win this game comfortably by three scores. If if I had to lean one way, that's probably the way I would lean with it. I just I don't know. I'm I'm emotionally tied to this Georgia team right now. Like I'm all in my feels with them. So I'm just yeah, staying away, not putting any money on it all. Um hey, the locks are working for us. Like we're hitting at a pretty high clip right now. Um so yeah, just staying out of the emotionally attached games and uh so yeah, just staying away from it. If I had, yeah, if you are, maybe a Georgia lean is acceptable, but Bo Nix has been magic this year. And like, it would be so Georgia, so Georgia to have a really good year and get absolutely thumped by Auburn. Like just, like just thumped. Like it's happened a number of times, especially when we go on the road to an SEC West opponent and just get blitzed. Like, like losing by 20 would just feel like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. That's the Georgia team. I know like that's the, that, that's the team I was <laughs> expecting this year. So yeah, just staying away from it right now. Cause it's scary. Okay. All right. Let's move on to a top five matchup in Iowa, Penn state mm-hmm. at number three, Iowa. Uh, Iowa is actually a two to two and a half point favorite, depending where you look. 
Um, yeah, uh, these are on paper. These are the number three and number four teams in the country, according to the Associated Press. What do you think, Ashton? No, no, you're not going to get me on that one. <laughs> we, we, you're not going to get me on that one again. We've already, we've already, everyone knows how I feel about Iowa already. Like, this is one of my locks of the week. Like, how, how are you not taking Penn State here? Getting two? They're getting yeah. two points. It's, that's, I'm stealing. Like, that literally feels like stealing right now. Um, I think this one could get ugly. I really do. And hey, like I said, and hey, it stands from what I said last pod. If Iowa puts up more than 20 points, I will come on and raise my hand and say that I was wrong. There's no chance. Like, they have zero <laughs> shot at putting up over 20 points. I really believe that. Like, I just I don't think they have any creativity on offense at all. Um, all the best weapons are, I mean, Jahan Dotson is still a receiver for Penn State. Like, I'm not wrong there. And, like, Sean Clifford has had a really good year. Like, you mentioned the Heisman category. Not there yet, but, like, <laughs> He's been, no, he has, he's been really, really good. He, he has almost 1,400 yards, 11 TDs, only three picks. And he's like, it's such a big quarterback mismatch that I'm absolutely taking Penn State um, getting two. Yeah. When I looked up this line, I was like, oh, they're respecting Iowa here. Penn State's only favored by two and a half. Well, hold on. Wait a second. No, <laughs> Iowa's favored. <laughs> so, yeah. I, to me, it, and here's the big if, of course, everyone against Iowa this year has not done a good job of protecting the ball and whatever. Iowa has won the battle yep. when it comes to turnovers and special teams. That's kind of mm-hmm. what they're doing. If Penn State keeps their nose clean, this is going to be a 10-point win at least. Mm-hmm. There's also the possibility that Sean Clifford goes out there, throws a couple picks, they give up a big return on a, on a kickoff or something. Like There is that possibility. Iowa yeah. can win this game. Yeah, if they win the turnover battle and some things break their way, I don't think they can win this game if turnovers are even and it does and it, there's no weirdness. No, there's how many how many sack strip fumble touchdowns does Iowa need to win this game? Like, I think they need like at least two, <laughs> like or maybe like a blocked field goal returned or something too. Like, like well, one thing I could see is if is if like Penn State just can't get going, maybe Clifford is just off. Uh huh. And like, it's thirteen to ten. Yeah. Like maybe oh, yeah, Iowa no, can win that sure. game without a defensive score. I could see that happening. No, no. There's Iowa cannot win this game without <laughs> a defensive score or a special team score. There's they can't. Like, what if what if they shown us to prove that they can't? They haven't beaten anyone without one of those. And like, I think I think if if Penn State comes in, takes care of the ball, and then takes shots. Like you can do that. You can do both of those things. You can take care of the ball and then take your shots. Like I, I feel I I feel like absolutely they have a chance here. I really do. If there's not all picks are the same. If you throw a pick on a, on a fifty yard nine route where you, like and it's a punt. Like it's the same yeah. thing as a punt. Like which is I mean I will punts all the time. They know about punts. <laughs> so like like it's fine. Like it really is. So like that's where that's what I think. Penn State needs to do. And I think Franklin, like I think James Franklin has, he's had a good year, by the way, a really big bounce back year for them. This They're, they're an impressive team. Uh, you have to be impressed with what they've done. And I am only going to give Iowa credit, only give Iowa credit if they win this game. If they win this game, they get they will get some credit from me. They will. I, begrudgingly, I won't be happy about it, but they will get some credit from me for this game. There's no chance. No chance they win this game. Yeah, I'm mostly with you. Uh, 
but there, I, the one thing that's holding me back is just that I don't think Penn State's offense is like a is like a lock to be good. Like I think there's a chance they can just come out and lay an absolute egg, especially uh-huh. against a good defense. Yeah. And so if it, if this game, like if the total doesn't hit twenty, mm-hmm. <laughs> like flip a coin, <laughs> like so, we'll we'll see. I, I'm definitely picking Penn State. You said they're one of your locks of the week. They're also yeah. one of my locks of the week. Yeah. They're Georgia and Penn State. Yep. I'm taking two and a half points. Absolutely. I don't, I feel very – this is the most comfortable I feel about any of the locks this week. Um, this is the most comfortable like. I felt all year about a pick, I think. The only other one might have been the, the Wisconsin-Michigan line. Um or really any of the Wisconsin lines this year. I think Vegas was just wrong on them. But Wisconsin-Notre Dame, I think, was probably the one I was thinking of that was close, where Wisconsin was favored by like six and a half. Yeah, yeah, right, sure. But, hey, this one's right up there, though, because I don't yeah. think – yeah, like I would put this one – this is a line that Vegas just got wrong. Like this is just an incorrect line. And so, yeah, like I'll take the free money. I really. And, by the way, when we agree when, – when, when you and me agree on our locks, we are undefeated. We have not lost right. yet, so – just throwing that out there for the for the casual better. You want to make some money this week? Penn State plus two. That's right. And you know, like I we're recording this on Monday nights. So there's a good chance yeah. by Friday night this line is flipped. Honestly, yeah, I, do think I know that, that could I happen. Know. Lock it in now. So get on it now while you can. Yeah. Okay. Number fourteen Notre Dame goes on the road to Virginia Tech. Most places have Notre Dame as a one point favorite here. I've also seen Virginia Tech as a half point favorite. So essentially a pick them like essentially whoever you take here against the spread you're basically you're picking them to win the game um so notre dame at virginia tech obviously notre dame coming off a disappointing loss uh against cincinnati which all but eliminates them from playoff contention um i think there's still things to play for for this notre dame team but this this does change the season and obviously the the emotional letdown game like there's red flags on this one um what, what do you expect from this game? Or maybe you don't know what to expect. Well, no, I don't really know. And I think the reason why, like, I don't know what Notre Dame's quarterback situation is. Like, like what are they going to do this week? Like, have you heard stuff? Like, so they've had already one practice, I'm sure, today. But, like, with, like, between your three, like, you have really three choices there. Like, what any idea now as to what direction they're going? Well, the choice to actually start is, I don't think Tyler Buckner is really in the talks for starting. Um, because right now he's he's a true freshman. He's more of the change of pace guy. Like I, mm-hmm. I would expect him to play the rest yeah. of the year in limited action. Mm-hmm. This really comes down to Jack Cohen and Drew Pine. Brian Kelly said today, I believe, um, that it's been decided. Like they know which way they're going, um, but they're not announcing it. Like, and he, I think he said that you guys will probably figure it out before the game starts. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. Oh man, I wish Kirby would do that. Kirby could, Kirby could learn a lesson from that. My goodness. I suspect at- oh. I suspect it'll be Drew Pine though. Really? And okay. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. They've just were a lot better with him. Their team yards per play was significantly higher with Drew Pine. They got shut out in the first half with with Jack Cohn playing. So if you really believe that Jack Cohn gives you the better chance to win, I guess you would go with him. Yeah. I just don't know that you can come to that conclusion at this point. And it's not necessarily that Jack Cohn has been terrible. It's just that he is very immobile. Yeah. And their offensive line is is terrible. It's awful. Yeah. It just makes too much sense 
to to play the younger guy who also happens to be quite a bit more mobile. Sure. Um, yeah, I I do think it'll probably be Drew Pine, and I do think that probably increases their chances of winning. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, it would be a Notre Dame lean for me, like on the line. I think so. You're favored by one. I would still lean Notre Dame to to cover that. It's not one of my locks or anything, but it would be a lean for sure. Yeah, I I considered making this one of my locks, but I've made Notre Dame one of my locks the last two weeks, and I'm kind of tired of being on that emotional roller coaster. <laughs> uh huh. So, it's already bad enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just gonna stay off on that until we see how they respond. Um, okay. Since they've now had a loss and have faced some adversity. Hmm. Okay, LSU at number 16, Kentucky. Kentucky coming off the big win against Florida. Um, and LSU losing to Auburn. You mentioned in our last pod just yesterday, I guess, that LSU has a really tough stretch coming up here. Oh, yeah. Kentucky is a three to three and a half point favorite. <laughs> Man, is this where the carnage be- just begins for LSU? So um, I've I've waffled on this and I like like I probably would waffle if you, if I was betting on this I would like waffle on it like all the way up to kickoff. <laughs> it's either going to be like you're going to get LSU's best shot and then oh, you know Kentucky coming off that emotional high is just going to come out flat. You know what I mean? Like cuz Florida was their Super Bowl. Like that absolutely was Kentucky's Super Bowl and what do you do after that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and to have yeah, so LSU has a massive advantage at quarterback. Like Max Johnson has has like no one really talks about him. He's had a good year with no offensive line play at all. Like he's been excellent. He has almost 1500 yards, 16 touchdowns, four picks. That's good considering what he has to work with there on the offensive line. He has good weapons, um, but his offensive line is absolutely terrible. And so the, I, I think it's going to come down to can LSU stop the run of any kind? Can LSU just like stop the run at all tank bigsby they for auburn last week they kind of held him in check like he didn't just go off but he was hurt they're gonna get tested this week and that's what that's what it's gonna come down to can lsu stop chris rodriguez from just running all over them and because he's averaging like almost six yards of carry chris rodriguez is uh and like he's he's good like like kentucky has some push up front they really do so that's what the, the game's gonna come down to for me Three Kentucky being favored by three is is terrifying. Like I did, I, I trust Kentucky as like a dog. I do. Like I trust yeah. them as like, like as an underdog. Do not trust him as a favorite at all because there's a, that's a whole different thing. So yeah, stay away from this if you if you want to put money on. I mean, God bless you, but like that has to be terrifying because I have no no idea where that's going at all. Right. Yeah. And you you said your question for the game is if LSU can stop the run. Absolutely. That's part of it. The other side of the ball, I'm looking to see if LSU can score points. Um, because if this if this game does get a little bit pointsy, like I, I think I do like LSU in that scenario. Like if this sure. game gets to 30, yeah. um, if the winner scores 30, I think that'll probably be LSU. But yeah, yeah, yeah. this is unique. Like Kentucky is favored over LSU and it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to even touch it with a 10 foot pole. So <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. no, you do not. All right, number nine, Michigan at Nebraska. Nebraska absolutely pasting Northwestern last week. Um, And Michigan is playing pretty well. Um, (laughs) Michigan is a three to three and a half point favorite, and I feel like I have no idea. Like, I I feel like they probably will win this game convincingly. Yeah. But I also feel like Nebraska has been playing pretty well, and clearly this line, like, is a reflection of respect for what they have been doing. 
So first off, the Nebraska part. Let's get to them first. Like Adrian Martinez has had a really good year. He's their leading passer and their leading rusher. So like he's been excellent. They lost week zero to Illinois. And it was like, like I actually thought like Scott Frost is going to lose his job. Like you can't lose to Illinois. Illinois is absolutely the scum of the earth. And like you can't lose to them. And and they did. And so like it was like this is, yeah, like this is just going to go downhill for him. And that's huge. They're three and three now with some, they have some, like a lot of games ahead of them where if they sneak a couple of those out, that's a successful year. Like if they, if they can get to seven wins and get bowl eligible from where they were and from where they started, you're showing a lot of progression. Now, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. Like I really don't like, this is actually going to be one of my locks. So I'm going to lock in Michigan um, minus three because I simply don't, I just don't think Vegas values Michigan like appropriately at all. Like yeah. somehow they had, they had like, no, I just don't understand some of these lines in the Big Ten. Like, I don't get them all the time. Like, with the Wisconsin love, we, we've talked about that. How is, like, how is Wisconsin favored? Like, I don't, they're favored <laughs> against Notre Dame. And it's, like, like, then they're, like, favored again the next week. And they just, like, continue to, like, just kind of get rolled. And they, yeah, I no, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't think Vegas um, values Michigan appropriately. I think Michigan has a chance to have a really special year. I like them in the preseason. I like them even more now. It's all coming, coming really kind of the whole balance thing on offense is really working for them. They're throwing the ball. It starts with a running attack, but then they're throwing the ball quite well. So yes, the, this feels to me like a, a 10, maybe a 14 point Michigan win. I think the cover, I think the cover comfortably. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So is 2021 Michigan 2020 Notre Dame? The, uh, their ceiling is that high, I think. Like, like I think they have a ceiling that's that's legitimately borderline playoff. Like, if they beat Penn State, they beat Ohio State. I, I mean, I could see it. I could. I really could see it happen because I I think Michigan's one of those places that just has talent. Like, they have talented players there, and if the coaches ever figure it out how to like just get the team to gel together and and get their play calling right, you know, and get creative. Like they have, that's, that's their high ceiling. Like that, that's way, that's the best they can do more, more than likely they're probably 10 and two, like, but that's a successful year. If they're, if they're 10 and two and they lose to Penn state and Ohio state, that is a good year for Michigan. That really is. That's a, that's a building year. You got better that year. So for me, they feel more like 10 and two. Like I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame really was like, they didn't lose until, until the ACC championship against Clemson. Is that right? Last year. Yeah. So like no, no, Michigan's not there. They're not. They're not at that level, but they're just below it. I think. Like they have a chance to, possibly, if everything goes right, maybe get to that to that to that level. I don't think they will. I also don't think they are twenty twenty Notre Dame. I do think that you could say that they have kind of filled the Wisconsin void. Yes, <laughs> like they, they have oh, for sure. kind of become absolutely, Wisconsin. absolutely, yes. <laughs> And the funny thing is, if you look at their class of 2022 recruiting so far, like they they're kind of recruiting like Wisconsin has over the last number of years, where they have a bunch of like, you know, maybe high ceiling three stars, yeah. <laughs> which is not what Michigan needs to do, I don't think. No, um, and maybe this run of success will help turn their recruiting around a little bit. But I, it is kind of interesting. Obviously, like Wisconsin has owned them. This last weekend, Michigan beats Wisconsin, and it sort of feels like they are they are the new Wisconsin. Like they have, you know, solid quarterback play, good defense, good running game. 
Nothing super explosive in the passing game, although they'll make a few plays here and there. But yeah, like they're a good team. Probably not going to be good enough to beat Ohio State. And I would probably pick Penn State against them as well. Wisconsin was favored last week against Michigan. Like, yeah. just letting that soak in there for a little bit. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we've ranted about about that already enough. But like, how, how do you favor them after they just got blitzed by Notre Dame the week before? Like, I don't, I don't understand. No, Wisconsin is not very good. Like that, we can just go ahead and like confirm that they're not that great. Yeah. So maybe they have just totally switched places. Maybe Wisconsin is Michigan from here ago. Yeah. All right. Number one, Alabama at Texas A&M. This is our last game to talk about unless you come up with a different one. Nope. Um, Alabama is 17.5 point favorite against A&M. Before the season, obviously, this was viewed as, you know, probably a top 10 matchup. Big deal. You know, can A&M finally break through against Alabama this year? Well, now now A&M is unranked after a couple of bad losses. Um, I shouldn't say bad losses. They lost. No, they're bad losses. We can call them bad okay. losses. You lost to Mississippi State. That's not a good loss. Like, how That's is that true. a quality loss to anybody? You're right. Uh, I guess I was trying to give them some benefit of the doubt, as if they're still losing, as if they're losing to decent teams. And I think and, uh, Mississippi State, sorry, is decent. But A and M had like playoff goals this year, and they're not yeah. that team. No. Um, do you think there's any way they can keep this within three scores here? Um, no, like I really don't. No, I don't. Like what, what have they shown me to make me believe that they could? Bryce Young is going to come into this as the runaway Heisman favorite currently. Like he's, he's yeah. the front runner. He's the guy, 17 touchdowns and two picks. Like, like you're going to turn yeah. him over? Like, are you? Like, are you going to get some intercept? That's the only way A&M stays in this game is if the defense keeps him in it. Because, like, the, the offense for A&M with Zach Calzada is not working. Like, it's just not it right now. So, yeah. Unless Jimbo, like, goes back and gets, like, the ghost of Jameis Winston from 2014, and, like, they come out and, like, yeah, just it's just, like, a real resurrection. Like, I don't see this happening at all. The – I will say, the – CBS. Okay. Your day could be worse. Like everyone's day could be worse. CBS gets one game per year that they get to put at eight o'clock. Right. Prime time. <laughs> they get one game and they have to sit there in the preseason and discuss which game, like they, they get to pick, like they get to pick one, they get one. And this is the one they chose. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure why I like this so much. It's a lot of like, th- yeah, like that had, oh, that is, that's painful. That is, really painful like of all the good sec games and you're gonna pick and versus yeah. alabama they should have i guess they should have consulted us i would like to point out that AM's win total before the season was nine and a half wins and you and i both took the under on that we did and that's yeah, we did. about to mm-hmm. happen yep yeah <laughs> they're just about to go under already yep oh my no they have no shot like i i'm just being very confident at this point they have zero chance of beating alabama yeah. none and I will say, like, you know, if Haynes King was healthy this year, maybe this would be a different team. Um, but clearly Zach Calzada is not the answer there. Um, yeah. All right, that's pretty much all the games we have to talk about. Just to recap our locks, I have Penn State plus 2.5 and, and Georgia minus 14.5. Ashton has Penn State as well, plus 2.5, and, and Michigan minus 3. Any more thoughts? Anything you're looking forward to this weekend? Um, no, not really. What was our lock record again? I think I am, am I six and four and you're seven and three? 
I think uh, that's where we're at. I think that's right. So 13 and 7 overall. 13 and 7 overall. So, hey, good numbers. Good numbers from us. Hope our yes. listeners are, yeah, taking that into consideration. We were doing, by the way, we were doing, like, much, much better than most people are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, most, like, big, like, big-time shows. I, I'm not sure. I think that's funny. Like, some of these lines are layups. Like, I actually felt, like, really confident yeah. in these, and... Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, it's we're having a good time. And by the way, our season, our season, and we can recap this again at the end of the year, and I'm sure we will. But like, we did a a over under for every single team on their win total. Like, we just got some Vegas win totals, and just like we think we're high on them this year, they're gonna go over, or we think they're terrible, we're gonna go under. And I was just like glancing through. I didn't like. Obviously, there's a lot to be determined yet, but like, right. we're gonna we're gonna hit on a lot of those. Like, I'm gonna say sixty percent at least, maybe more. And like, that's, yeah, I don't know. That's really good. Like, I think that's, that's interesting. Something we should definitely do next year. And we should like Mm -hmm. put, put some money in there. Like we should invest in ourselves. (laughs) Yes. And we can talk big now. Who knows how it'll all turn out. We might end up under 50%, which would be, you got to be cocky. You got to be cocky. (laughs) Well, at least you're ahead. Like we're almost, we're almost twice as many wins as losses. Like who's doing that? No one, (laughs) no one's doing that. So yeah, I'm being cocky right now. I don't care. What you're saying is not only should you subscribe to us, you should unsubscribe from all the other shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. If you want to be wrong, like if you want to be wrong, you can listen to them. But if you want to actually win money, listen to us. Like we might actually make you some. So oh, anyways. Man. We talk a big game. For you. All. Yep. Anyway. All right. It's been fun. Um, looking forward to another weekend of college football. Yeah. Ashton, season's getting close to halfway done. Um, don't talk about that it, okay. the season goes by it goes by so quick like you you look up and it's just like holy cow how are we but okay so think of it this way like here's how i choose to think about it you look back to like you remember week zero or even like week one georgia played clemson like that was huge that was actually like a long time ago so yeah. like that was like a sneaky long time ago so just enjoy it. Enjoy each week. Enjoy the middle of the week. Don't just wait till Saturdays. Like enjoy. It doesn't. You, hey, you get twelve. You get twelve of these days per year. Like look forward to it. Look forward to a good college football Saturday and enjoy every second. I know we will. Absolutely. Okay. Been a pleasure. Um, thanks to you all. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate that. No, seriously, tell your friends about us. Um, like and subscribe, all of that good stuff. For Ashton, I am Vince. Thank you all. Have a great week, and God bless.